All right, guys, what's up? We're live for the 116th installment. This is a AMA show, Q&A only. Um, so you can ask me anything you want tonight. Um, we'll go in this order. We'll do priority to super chats, then call-ins. And if you're watching here, I'll post the call-in link if this elsewhere. Some people like to do this from the Facebooks, the Metas, the Twitters, the Twatches, and all that stuff. I've dropped the link everywhere. So if you want to click that link, head over to YouTube. The StreamYard link is pinned to the top. You can click it, join in, and um, ask me anything. Like I said, any topic you want tonight, uh, bring it on. Again, we'll prioritize Super Chats, call-ins, and then I'll take a look at anything in the, uh, I guess, in the uh, uh, YouTube chat that's going on, my sidebar over here, and uh, try to cover as much as I can. Try to do like 90 minutes or so. We'll see how much stuff we get done. It seems like the last few shows anyway, we've had a lot of people that were waiting to ask a question and uh, weren't able to get to it just because of time frame commitments. So figured we'd clean up a few of the open questions. All right. So let me close up a few things here. How's my audio tonight, by the way, guys? I'm, I'm sometimes seeing some uh, complaints. They're doing some work on uh, supposed to have some uh, fiber installed soon, fiber optic uh, for higher internet access. So probably have to move to that maybe that'll fix things for me all right let's go here we got a few guys waiting uh we got uh chris kevin milk uh let's give it to chris i think he's been waiting the longest so let's go with chris chris how you doing buddy oh what's up race 19 and lost uh yeah so i'm i'm 19 right now uh first i want to say thank you for everything you do yeah i read, I read your book when i was like uh 17 and like a okay. senior in high school so it really helped out a lot i got in shape and started boxing good so i want to say thanks for that but so what are you um, lost on still well it's just like i i guess like like uh, like life-wise and career-wise um you know after after high school i kind of decided not to go to college and just go into uh, landscaping Okay. Started working on landscaping, but I've been doing that for like a year or two, mm-hmm. and um, I've just kind of been looking at different things. But I'm just still like, like just wandering around in a desert. You know, it kind of feels like what I'm doing right now. Just let me let me uh, I, I don't let me phrase it to you in a different type of question. I can produce a magic wand and wave it and solve your problem. What does that look like for you? Um, I just wanted some, you know, like advice on, uh, like how to make money, uh, okay. like career, yeah. career wise. Like what? What, what kind of money? So let's money? so let's define money. What kind of money are we talking about? Uh, the, the most money I could make. Like you want, uh, you want to make it rain money. Yeah. We're yeah talking like fu money. Yeah, fu money. Okay. Well. Yeah. What are the um? What are the six ways that you can make serious amounts of money? I've covered this many times. You know what they are? Yeah, I know. You said CEO, uh, top level sales, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. the most, the biggest one. Yeah. And you know, I, I, uh, like I, I've tried. You know you know, side businesses through landscaping. Like I once, you know, saved up like $5,000 and, you know, bought, bought some tools, hired some, hired some guys I knew and, you know, wrote up some proposals and 
Do you think that that's going to get you to the level of wealth that you're looking for? No. So why are you wasting your time doing it? Like, I I just don't. Again, it's just like wandering, wandering in a desert. Trying trying stuff out. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You're, you're, You're figuring out ways on what not to do at this stage, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you're figuring out landscaping is not going to make you wealthy. You're figuring out getting tools and hiring guys in landscaping isn't going to make you wealthy. It's not that you can't make, you know, money doing trade work. There's um, so there's a guy by the name of Noah Kagan. Um, You know, we did some private conversations a few years ago. We were part of this like YouTube group and he was like, um, you know, I want to blow up my channel and really get some reach and have some interesting conversations. And he's an entrepreneur, right? So he kind of pivoted his production to telling like success stories. So here's a bit of advice. Go follow Noah Kagan on YouTube. There's a recent video that he put out in the last couple of weeks where he's talking to a guy that's in trades that makes $600 million a year renovating basements. He has a large business with salespeople, with contractors, with inventory, with uh, patents on, uh, you know, products and items that solve problems. Success leaves clues, right? So if where you're at right now is working with your hands, it's cool. No problem. You know, I did a lot of that when I was in my high school years in my early 20s. You know, I planted Christmas trees. I worked at a mechanic shop, uh, mostly doing a lot of brake jobs and tune-ups and whatever they would bring in for, you know, like just any kind of regular handiwork. Um, I worked for the Ministry of Natural Resources, cleared out portage trails, built things. I've done a lot of shit with my hands. But then I realized that, like, you're going to get really fucking tired really fast. And yeah. at some point, people that, that work with their hands their entire lives, their hands turn into, like, baseball gloves, right? Like, the fingers right. turn into sausages, and their hands can barely move. They get arthritis. They're always tired. It's not... It's not the easiest way to make serious amounts of money. Sure, you can make yourself, you know, wealthy, but the easiest way to make serious money is you either have to, you know, compound money so money will make money. This is what my mom used to say. She'd say, "Money will make you money or people will make you money." Meaning you have to have a business or you have to have a lot of money, you have to know know how to invest it. I mean, you can start with a business component, make a lot of money, and then start to invest it and then diversify and do other things with it. But what you're learning right now is what doesn't work. Right? right? So now you know that you can't be trading time for money because that's what you're doing, right? Like, what's your hourly wage? Uh, it's like 26. How many hours are in a day? Just eight. No. I mean, How 24, many hours 24. 24. How many hours a day do you work? Just eight. That's it, right? Yeah. So you've, you've got a limited earning potential. What's right. the definition of stupidity? Um, I mean, Doing doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. That's insanity, though, right? That's that's what you're doing. Stupidity, insanity, whatever you want to call it, I call it stupidity, right? It's it's not going to get you you what you want. When you're working, can you have earphones in? No. You're not allowed to have anything that you're able to listen to? No, because, I mean, just... For safety reasons, okay. Do you drive to and from the work site? Yeah. How long does that commute back and forth? Uh, Ten minutes. What do you you typically do with that time? Listen to music, try try to wake up. Okay, what do you usually do with your lunch? How long is your lunch? Uh, Just 30 minutes. How long, 30? Yeah. What do you usually do with that time? Eat, talk to the guys. 
Okay, so you got 30 minutes to eat, you got 10 minutes there to work, 10 minutes back. What does that get you to? 50 minutes, right? 50 minutes. Okay. You should be using that time to listen to podcasts, listen to an audio book, do something productive to teach you a new skill to excite you to open up your eyes to something new. Okay. Right? right. You want to make fuck you money, you're going to have to take some fuck you approach to your life. Right. Right. Okay. You want to make real money, some real impact, you're going to have to figure out, you know, some way to solve some big problems. You know, you, you make real money when you solve really big problems. Right. Like, so right. as an example, like one of the things that sort of cued me to do this Q&A tonight, I got an email from um, I don't know, VidIQ or one of these you know service providers that I subscribed to. And they said, hey, congratulations, your Unplugged Alpha channel did four million views. You know, way to go. OK, cool. Four million views. That's awesome. What about four billion views? Right. Like I like I'm looking forward to getting reach, you know, in these areas. I mean, if you guys want to help me out. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you comment. You do all this shit for the algorithm and share stuff with people that will find you know stuff like this useful. But it's it's pivoting your life, Chris. Right. You take a intentional approach to everything that you do. Right. Okay. We all die. We all have something very very common. We're all going to be dead. We're all going to be cold, and we're all going to be six feet under at some point. You've got more runway ahead of you than I do. Right. Okay? But you still have loads and loads of time. The problem that 19 year olds and 20 something year old guys make is they spend too much time dicking around thinking they've got loads and loads of time to figure everything out. And, you know, right. before you know it. And as you get older, by the way, Chris, time moves, you know, seems to move faster. Like when you're in your teen years, it's like time seems to move slow. When you're 20s, it still seems to move really slow until you hit 30. Then for some strange reason, your 30s and your 40s, and as you move, you know, into your autumn years of your life move very very quickly and you know before you know it you're going to be like my kids are grown up uh all my friends are either sick or dying or out of shape what have i done with myself right. so take take your life very very serious get out there and look for ways to solve problems i mean look the ways that you make money again are c-suite jobs you know ceo cfo cto licensed professionals Doctors, right. surgeons, lawyers, eye doctors, uh, financial instrument brokers, you know, money managers, stuff like that. People that command an audience, actors, musicians, athletes, influencers, YouTubers, whatever it is that you want to call them, high-end sales, right? Rather than selling a shitty old car, sell an expensive brand new G50 uh, jet, right? Or whatever they are, the G55, whatever it happens to be. Science, technology, engineering, maths, right? I know mm -hmm. Facebook programmers that make $800,000 a year. If that's not your thing, you don't want to sit in, right. you know, sit in front of a computer and be surrounded by Ray Bones pronouns and, and, and geeks and stuff like that. Okay, move on to the next thing, entrepreneurship. So if if you were 19 again, what, what would you do? If you were, I would if be, you were like well, a 19 year old, if you were, well, I mean, like, first of, all, back, what would you do? first of all, I can tell how serious you are about solving this problem by what you do with your time. I can tell how serious anybody is with what they do with their fucking time, right? Okay. So if it's like I get up, eat breakfast, commute to work, listen to some music, do my job, talk to some people at work, you know, during, during breaks and lunches, listen to music, driving home. Right there, you telling me that you're not doing something more productive with the commute time or your spare time and you're not working, like listening to a podcast, listen to a business podcast, listen to a business book. Mm -hmm. You should have an Audible subscription. It's like 10 yeah, or 13 I, I, bucks a month or I, something like that. And get a new book every month on something that you're very interested in. I, that will yeah, make you money. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rich. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. I'm so, sure to do that. I'm like, sure to use my, my time more wisely. Thank you. Well, raise your standards. 
right? When you start raising your standards, you know, when it comes to women that you're going to deal with and what you're going to do for a living and how you're going to earn your money and where you're going to live and the kind of car you drive, all of these things, raise your standards in all areas of your life and hold yourself to those higher standards. Surround yourself with excellence and good people, good men that are good at being men. Get rid of losers. Stay away from loser women. Raising your standards is the most important thing that you can do to increase your opportunities in life. Okay. Raising your standards. Right. Simple concept. Might sound very easy or too stupid to be, you know, worth worth doing anything with. But no, trust me, yeah. you raise your standards in every area of life. It's just one step up the next step, up the next step, up the next step, up the next step, and you keep moving. You know, as long as you're moving upwards, you're either growing or dying in, in life, right? So right now, what are you doing? Are you growing or you're dying? I mean, I feel like I'm growing, you know. How? You're not um, even using your spare time to learn anything now. I mean, well, after after work, you know, I I box, I work out regularly. Good. Um, you know, I I enjoy I enjoy philosophy. I enjoy you know reading reading things about business. I mean, I've I've read a lot of these books like the Every Everything Store mm -hmm. by Jeff Bezos. It was pretty good. I I read that. Yeah, um, but you're not acting on it though. I know. So I I got to start. I think that's the problem. I just got to start acting on it. And start. How do you how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, I, I you know, end on this story. So I um, I did this retreat up at Blue Mountain in Collingwood uh, 10, 15 years ago. And we had a guy that was a member of our business forum that ran this daycare center. And he came from the Cayman Islands. Um, you know, he was an accounting guy. Uh, there was a hurricane. I can't remember what year it was. It was in the early 2000s, but it, it, it flattened the fucking island, just flattened the place. And he was like, I, you know, I can't go back. I got to do something different. And he lost his shit. And he went from being a bean counting, you know, accountant, you know, looking at ways to get people to offshore money and, you know, stuff like this. And he said, I just started climbing mountains and he summited all seven peaks on every continent, every single continent. He climbed the highest mountain. Okay. So at Blue Mountain up in Collingwood, he's part of our business forum. He runs some very successful daycare centers at this time. He did this years ago. We all knew what his background story was. And, you know, we walked to the base of the mountain and, you know, we all kind of looked around and we looked at our go-to guy because he was the guy that climbed the seven continental peaks, you know, including Mount Everest. And we said, what is the best way to get to the top of this mountain? And he just looked at us all and he said, one step at a time. You just move one foot in front of the other and you start making some progress and you'll, you'll be at the top, you know, before you know it. Okay. So in your life, it's one step at a time. As long, as long as you're heading in the right direction, you're heading up, then you're doing the right thing. When you find yourself in a situation that you're not heading up, you're going in the wrong direction. All right. Thank you, Rich. All right, brother. Yeah. Have a nice one. Take care, man. See ya. All right. Let me grab the uh, super chats we got in here. Again, guys, uh, for the AMA, the priority is going to go to Super Chats, then call-ins, and then I'll go to the regular chat, see if there's anything in there. Uh, Steve-O, do you think men working jobs that are involved in caring for other children's well-being, i.e. teachers, is cuckoldry? Same question. Broaden the scope of other caregiving doctors or volunteers. Okay, well, let's answer the first question. Involving caring for other children's well-being. Well, no, because you're getting paid to do it. I mean, teachers get paid to... You know, teachers call themselves educators, you know, generally speaking. So they're so they're educating, you know, based on curriculum that's given to them generally by the government. It's shitty curriculum. 
I was talking to you know a good friend of mine earlier today, and it's like, you know, if you're going to have kids in today's world, especially in like Canada, you know, like many places, you know, in the U.S., I would homeschool for as long as you possibly can, keep them out of that, you know, nonsense with, you know, what's going on out there. Um, so no, I wouldn't call it cuckoldry. Cuckoldry is when you raise another man's kid. Uh, you're not you're not raising another man's kid. You you know you go to work. There's children in the classroom. They're paying you to teach them a curriculum, and then you go home. You don't feed them. You don't bathe them. You know you don't bail them out when they do stupid shit. You don't discipline them. Uh, teachers today aren't even allowed to discipline kids. You know generally speaking. So no. Uh, same question. Broaden scope to other caregiving professions. Doctors now. Uh, Steve-O, you're overthinking stuff, my man. Um, looking for ways to uh, broaden the term of cuckoldry. That's that's not what it means. Uh, Greg says, over in StreamYard, have a question regarding longtime girlfriend, maintain a feminist state for relationship and project. Oh, okay, so you're in. Here you go, Greg. So I'll put you up next. Greg, you got a question, brother? Yeah, can you hear me loud and clear? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just fire away. So uh, I'll go up in deep now for about a year and a half. I'm in my late 30s. She's in her mid 30s. Um, you know, it's time to just kind of keep going through those motions of, of relationships moving on and, uh, beautiful girl. She, you know, uh, checks all the boxes, cooks dinner, you know, doesn't fight against uh, much of what I ask for. Uh, mm -hmm. But more recently, uh, two things have kind of come up that are a little bit more irritating. One is, um, the lack of, you know, she tends to go a longer period of time without shaving her legs. <laughs> and um, is a little gassy openly while we're at home together. And I'm hoping that, you know, obviously she's not listening or anything close to that. Um, you know, so, I've asked so her, she's a hairy farter. Yeah. And honestly, she's a beautiful blonde hair, green eyes, great physique, a beautiful girl. So it's not something that, you know, she's not atrocious in any way. Yeah. Um, and I've just, you know, more recently I've said, look, you know, these are things that, I expect you to kind of maintain a feminist personality in place and I'm mm -hmm. going to maintain my masculine side. Yeah. And uh, for these two particular things, I've found them to be, you know, uh, not, not appealing. Uh, it's been going on now for like four or five months where I am consistently saying, Hey, come on. You know, I don't find that attractive. Cut it out. Yeah. Um, am I asking for something that is, you know, unreasonable? No. Um, no, I don't think so at all. Look, man, I've I've met few, like very very few women that that let them rip in front of you. Uh, I mean, the you know if they got to let one rip, they're usually pretty quiet about it, really discreet. Like right. they don't even notice it. They don't they don't want to play like you know like musical farts or anything like that. Um, you know, do humans fart? Yes, um, but for women to do it, it's not very feminine. Um, it's not a turn on. I completely agree with what you're saying. Did she do it when you first met her? No, not at all. And it's you know, how many about how many weeks, now. months in did she start doing that? Um, we've been dating for about a year and a half now, and I would tell you over the last five to six months, it's become more of a you know she does it and kind of laughs, right? Yeah. It's not smelly. It's not after you know it's her own personal digestive issues, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not happening in public. It's just at the confines of our home, laying on the couch, and yeah. You know, and um, yeah, it, like, yeah, somebody said here in the chat, it's disrespectful, right? Because it's a turn off to you. So the way that I would handle that is like, look, you need to keep doing what got you in the door. Okay. Like I, I chose you and I'm still continuing to choose you, 
but this is irritating. So knock it off. I'm not going to tolerate this. You need to stop doing this. If you've got gas issues or if you've got some indigestion or you've got something that's creating the gas, then figure it out. You know, go to a doctor, figure out what it is. Uh, you've probably got some inflammatory responses to certain types of food that you're taking, um, you know, or eating. There, there's a, um, a MRT test. It's uh, called MRT Leap. You know, if you want to jot this down. And yeah, it's a thousand dollar blood test. And what they'll do is they'll test your blood up against different foods and they'll tell you what kind of foods cause inflammation against the blood. It's a histamine test. Um, I've done it. I'm on a special diet because of it. And I'll tell you one of the things that happened, you know, right away when I went on the diet is I stopped farting or I fart like almost never now. Right. When guys fart, it's not a big deal. It's kind of expected, you know, for guys to like let them rip and have a laugh, but it's and not, I don't a even feminine... do that. It, you know, fortunately yeah. I'm, I don't have that problem. Right. So... I mean, like some people have that problem, like, right. you know, where they just get gas from certain foods, like you can fix it. Right. I mean, clearly she knew that it was unattractive when she met you and she was on her best behavior. And then when she sat you down and said, Greg, I dig your vibe. I don't want to share you. I want to claim you. Where do we stand? And you're, you know, you're looking at her going, yep, sounds good. And then she just starts letting them rip, you know, when she gets comfortable. Well, what's she going to do if you guys have kids together? Like, what's she going to do if you guys live together full time? What's she going to do if you guys decide to do something like get married, right? If, you know, she's letting her go in that, letting herself go in that sense. Same thing with the leg hair, right? Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you don't keep yourself looking tidy and nice, you're not going to be attractive, right? Like, if you don't keep your hair cut or your beard tight, like if I grew one of these shitty ass, like homeless beards and just look like nasty, I would be a turnoff to my gal right? But I don't, right. I keep it tight. I go in every week. The guy cleans it up for me. I'm, I'm on a schedule. Um, you know, like I maintain a certain standard because it's incumbent upon me as a man to maintain certain standards of, you know, masculinity and strength and all these other things that I always talk about. So I would just go back to look, you know, you need to keep doing what got you in the door. If you stop doing what got you in the door, then that's going to be a problem. And this doesn't have legs. Like this is going to end. Right. right. So. And, and her position on that is because we're at that point now where I've, you know, brought it up and it's become a more serious topic where there's, you know, yeah. half a bag of stuff packed ready to call it quits in both directions over what, I, you know, over these non, you know, these non, these smaller issues in the grand scheme of relationships. And, um, you know, she her position is you should love me for who I am. If the tide was turned, she would not you love you if, if you went broke, Greg. You got loads of real estate. You're a successful guy. You got things going on in your life. Like you've called in before. Yeah. I know the name, right? Like you're not a bum. If you no. lost everything, okay, she would not love you for who you are. She would start looking elsewhere. So that whole, you know, love me for, for who I am bullshit. No, women are beauty objects are supposed to be feminine, right? They were told from, you know, the get-go, sugar and spice and all things nice. So start behaving and acting in accordance with what women are. If you can't do that, if you can't behave in a feminine way and you, you know, you want to let them rip and you're going to be, you know, growing leg hair and, you know, getting lazy and shit, I'm just going to replace you. It's as simple as that. 10-4, that was uh, what I was, wasn't expecting any different of. Raise your standards. You know, just like the last guy, it's, it's raise your standards. Or, you know, in your case, all you're doing is, you already had standards and she already had standards, but she got lazy and relaxed and grew leg hair and started farting. Like what's next? She's going to get fat. That would be a, that, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop off this call before I say anything else to you know, you know, get myself in uh, trouble. Cause 
I've turned on some of her friends, her guy friends are, you know, to watching the show. So yeah. it's my cue to go. It's, it's, it's up to you guys to set these boundaries and to maintain them, right? Women will get lazy if you let them. Sounds cool, Greg? Thank you, sir. All right, brother. Look, guys, you know, if you're dealing with a chick, you're dating, she's doing all the right things. She's coming over, she's cooking you meals, she's making your bed in the morning, you know, she's cleaning up after herself. Um, women will start to get lazy over time. Uh, it's just part of the nature of relationships as they sort of develop. You get comfortable. Getting comfortable in the sense or the regard where you're letting, like if you're a woman and you're letting farts rip, if you're letting like your leg hair grow and you're not keeping yourself tidy and feminine, um, you know, that's going to lead to getting fat. It's going to get, you know, it's going to lead to other things like, you know, you've got to have these conversations. You know, if she starts with, let's say, you know, something simple like, you know, she comes over, she makes your bed in the morning before she leaves, kisses you goodbye, I'll see you whenever sort of thing and she starts to get lazy and stop making the bed, it's up to you as a guy to enforce that boundary that, you know, that was set, that, that standard that had existed. Because women have to keep doing what they did to get themselves in the door. If they stop doing what got them in the door and got the commitment, then they don't get to keep the commitment. It's as simple as that. So you need to figure out a way to deliver that message. It doesn't have to be terse. It doesn't have to be mean or unkind. But kind men still know how to enforce boundaries, right? Should make sense to you guys. Um, a farting chick is just gross. I mean, I, I wouldn't, and I fart, but I wouldn't put up with that shit. Um, let's see what uh, Phil's got for us here. Guys, the link to call in, it's pinned live on the top of the YouTube. So just click it, join in. You can ask me any questions. Again, priority, we're going to give that to Super Chats, then call-ins, then I'll go to the regular uh, chat. Uh, let's give it to Phil. Phil, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. How are you doing? Good. What do you got for me tonight? Um, so with the holiday season upon us, I find myself, usually I hang out. I'm unmarried. Usually I hang out with other unmarried uh, guys as friends. Yeah. But I find myself, because of the holidays, having to hang out with married friends and or family members. And the problem I have, you know how you always say that women often will shit test without even knowing it? Well, yeah. in my opinion, beta men will often be beta without even realizing it. Oh, yeah. And only in the observation of someone that doesn't consider themselves to be beta do they go, what the hell, you let her say that to you. Mm -hmm. Um. And in a couple of situations, I've I've had, you know, a friend's wife say something to me, and I was like, "Yeah, um, I didn't say anything in the moment because it would have ruined the occasion." But later on, I talked to my friend. I said, "That's you know, this wasn't cool." And then afterwards, frankly, I put some distance. My question to you is, would you say it's possible for unmarried and married friends to spend uh, a lot of time together, also with the wife in tow, or is or, because what what I what I see happening is sometimes they'll talk to me as if like I'm the husband, and it's it's like no no no. Their wives are talking to you like you're the husband. Right, right. Like saying certain things like like what? Can you give me example? Well, yeah. So a year ago, I was handling my father's estate. Okay. And um, a friend's wife said to me jokingly, she said, uh, "You know, Phil, you could be sued for damages to your fa uh, your father's estate." Now, she's not a lawyer and she's not involved in law at all. Um, I wasn't, but that's beside the point. Um, and that was when I, you know, the next day told my uh, told my friend that that wasn't cool, put some distance, um, stuff like that, where 
here's the difference to how I see it is obviously I would never, ever put my hands on a woman. But as a guy talking to another guy, there's things that you can say and then there's things you can't say. And if you say those things you can't say, that's a fight. And again, never, ever put my hands on a woman. But as far as what I'm going to stick up for myself for, it's the same thing. Like, just because you're a woman, you're not going to be able to, you know what I mean? Disrespect me so, like that. So because she's walking over her husband, she thinks that she can talk to anybody else with a yeah. penis that she feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, that's, you know, that's just the entitled brattiness of a lot of these, you know, married women that are married to these, you know, biblical beta males, right? Like these, yeah. you know, these guys just, yes, you know, she says jump, he says how high, right? And, right. Uh, you know, it is what it is. So you just have to like accept them. Like you have to surrender to what they are and what that relationship's about. Now, if they're, if they're plugged in, which most people are right, like the title of my book is the unplugged alpha. Not many people are unplugged, right? Most people are, are plugged in. Most of the family members and old friends of yours and colleagues and people that you work with, they're still in that realm. I would not expect anything more out of them. Just sit there, you know, cross your arms, just nod your head and be like, well, Becky, I appreciate that, you know, generous piece of advice. Thank you so much. And you just kind of like turn around and talk to your friend about whatever it is that you were going on. Um, I wouldn't sweat it. Now, on the other hand, if you're sitting in a room, you know, during the holidays with other couples and, you know, for a fact, your friends are unplugged, you have conversations about, you know, a lot of the stuff that um, I may have covered, you know, in the past, the stuff that's in my book and, and other podcasts, then there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, you know, jumping in there and saying, hey, you know, your husband asked you a question, you know, it would be cool if you'd answer it so we could get to the bottom of that dialogue back and forth, right? And Absolutely. You're actually kind of going into their their life and their dialogue back and forth and, and helping him to enforce a frame with that. She's not going to like it. You know, she's probably a little pissed off about it. No, but she's not going to like it, no. It's okay. But at the end of the day, dude, like you're not going home with her. You're not married to her. You don't have to put up with her shit. You know, she's going to say what she's going to say. He may just nod and agree because he's a beta male and it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Like he's a nice guy, whatever, you know, he's a kind man. You know, he helped me move six months ago when I needed a hand and he, you know, he helped me build my deck and fix that thing, you know, two years ago. Right. right. Um, I wouldn't sweat it too much, you know? Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Phil, no problem. Yeah, guys, you're going to get that around the holiday season, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever it is that you celebrate, but you know, you're going to get family members that are going to offer opinions, views, dialogue, conversation pieces. Not everything requires you to get involved in it. Not everything requires a response. Any snarky comments, you know, that that that, that could escalate unnecessarily because you need to prove a point or you want to try to red pill somebody or some shit like that. It's It's probably not worth it, right? Like unless you're sitting amongst unplugged friends and couples, where you've set standards in your lives, you know, for yourselves and you've surrounded yourself with good men that are good at being men, then maybe it's worthwhile, you know, exploring that rabbit hole. But generally speaking, what's the point? You know, let Becky say her piece, nod and go and do what you were going to do anyway. Right. Simple as that. Uh, let me grab the super chat here from the church of petrol. Did you see any of the press on the Cybertruck? Not enthusiast, sorry, not an enthusiast vehicle, but there's some cool tech, like the entire car running on 48 volts, the strong light body panel. And I did. Um, I've had a number of conversations with a very good friend of mine who's a big electric car advocate. 
I've watched the in-depth uh, videos breaking down the engineering of the car, the 48 volt ar architecture, the purported bulletproof doors, which by the way, aren't bulletproof. Stopping a nine millimeter or double out Bach, it's not like, that's not fucking impressive. Stop a 30 out six, stop a 308, right? Stop a 7.62. Now I'm fucking impressed. Now you can call it bulletproof, but stopping basically more aggressive BBs, it's, it's all a big marketing ploy. Like I like Elon Musk. I don't like electric cars. We're all probably going to have to have one at some point. Um, the marketing strategy that they've used with the Cybertruck is brilliant. I can admire it from that perspective. Drag racing a 911 down a drag strip while towing a 911 on a trailer with a Cybertruck and beating the 911. That might look impressive to the average guy out there. But if you're racing, I don't know what it has. It's got tri-motor or something like that with 800 or 900 horsepower. Um, if you're racing a electric vehicle with that kind of horsepower against a basic 911, the entry-level bitch 911 that you know rich guys buy their wives because she wants to have a Porsche. It's, what does it have? 350 horsepower? Yeah, of course you're going to beat it. Of course you're going to beat it, right? Like, let's see what it does against a Turbo S. Let's see what it does around a racetrack. You want to impress me, motherfucker? Drive your Cybertruck around the racetrack and beat a 911 Turbo S. Beat a GT3 RS. Let's see that, right? That would be impressive. So it's it's marketed to the masses. It's a cool vehicle. People will buy it. I'm not interested in it. I think it looks stupid. It looks like a four-year-old designed it with a fucking ruler. I'm not impressed by it from that regard. The technology is impressive. Uh, I hope he sells them. I want Elon Musk to make money. I like Elon Musk. I like what he's doing with the X platform. Um, I like how he's, you know, hey, you don't want to advertise on my platform? Go fuck yourself. I like that guy. I really like that guy. I just, I'm not about Cybertruck. Sorry, that's just me. Um, see what Michael's got here for us. Michael, how you doing, brother? Hey, Rich. Uh, I have a quick question for you. How do you fight hypergamy? There's always somebody bigger, better, stronger that makes more money. So yeah. how do you kind of decide? Hypergamy is a multi-pieced puzzle. For some people, it's a one-piece puzzle, puzzle. For other people, when you look at it, it's 50, 100, 1,000-piece puzzle. Okay? Um, I've said this many times now. Hypergamy is not just one thing. It's not just he's got to be richer or he's got to be stronger or he's got to be more, uh, he's got to have more endurance in the bedroom. It's, it's, it's all of those things and a lot more. But what it boils down to is satisfying her hypergamous nature means she has to look at you as her best option. Are there other options out there? Perhaps. But are you her best option? That's all that matters. That's when other guys become invisible to her and she doesn't notice other guys. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Simple question, simple answer. Sure. Thanks a lot. All right, Mike. Thanks. Um, again, prioritizing super chats, then call-ins, then I'll go to the regular chat. Uh, if you want to call in and ask a question for AMA, it's pinned at the top of YouTube. Let's give it to Kizza here. Kizza, my car... Enthusiast friend, how are you? You're muted, by the way. You're still muted. All right. I'll let you uh, figure out the audio solution, and we'll come back to that in a second. Let me know in the private chat when you are when you don't have an uh, uh, issue with your audio. 
Um, got Gabriel here. Let's see what he's got for us. Gabe, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. What do you got for me tonight? So um, last week I heard that you were speaking uh, a lot about uh, wives and not wanting to have sex with their husbands. And yes. uh, I'm experiencing it the other way around. Uh, okay. I'm married for two years, but I actually kind of lost interest in my wife. We have one children, sorry, one child. And okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's like, a, um, I'm not sure if this could be a cause for me to start looking at uh, some options. Why did you lose uh, interest in your wife? Um, I don't know. It, it just, it kind of happened uh, gradually. There wasn't just one thing that did she uh, become was mean? a trigger. Did she put on a load of weight? Um, not a lot. Maybe she gained it uh, around, uh, I don't know, um, 10 pounds or something after okay. uh, giving birth to her daughter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now she's, she's, uh, she's not mean at all. Do you watch porn? Uh, she's very lovely. Um, occasionally, uh, I, I couldn't say that I never do it, but uh, I, I don't think that it's a problem for me. Well, I mean, porn's not, not good in general. I mean, how many times a week do you watch porn? Mm, uh, one or two, I think. What for? Like, why not bang instead? Uh, Perhaps that's that's the reason I'm, I'm just not not very attracted uh, to my wife anymore. Yeah, like you know, porn's not real, right? Like, it's 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 acting. There's it's not real acting; it's acting. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I know. It it re it rewires your brain. There's lots of YouTube videos. There's even books, and I think there's Huberman podcast interviews where he's talked to specialists about how porn affects the male brain it rewires your brain and your expectations, right? So it's not it's not good in general. Um, and also, I mean, you're rubbing one out to another dude banging another chick. Like you're basically, it's basically cuckoldry. You know, like I know a guy that's a bull and women meet him on dating apps and the husband sits in the corner of the hotel room while he watches this guy bang the wife, right? That's essentially what you're doing, but you're looking at it on a screen. So from that perspective, it's cuckoldry. Got so, it. So stop doing that for starters. Did you have enthusiasm for her before you got married? Yes, for sure. Like like strong enthusiasm, like like you craved her, yes. like you lusted for her. Yes. Okay. Did she stop doing a lot of the things that she used to do? Um, like what? Well, you know, like women will generally be more enthusiastic early on than later on and esther perel talks about this like women generally lose interest in men faster than men do in women like it's like a hockey stick it goes like this over time whereas men it's a little bit slower um and it's and if a woman starts to lose enthusiasm for you and she's not as um i mean i'm trying to be careful here because you know we're using youtube on this um if she's not doing all the things that she did at the beginning today, putting on the sexy lingerie, uh, soaking wet, like all of that good stuff that, you know, would happen early on. Like if that's on the decline, 
then that could be contributing to the lack of interest that you have in her too, right? Like I would lose interest in a chick too like that. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, also, uh, I think it happens since we start living together and perhaps I had her idealized. Well. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I, I just had her uh, idealized in my mind and then I, I don't know, I, I just uh, discovered something that I didn't like about her and yeah because you yeah, get familiar you get to know her you get to know her little quirks and features about her life she gets to know yours the enthusiasm from one another starts to go on the decline like this is this is par for the course with most people that get married right um did she ever initiate sex before you know like before you got married yes and she does now as well um and uh okay um, it, it doesn't happen very often but uh, sometimes I also kind of reject her because um, I, I also I'm working a lot lately. Mm -hmm. So sometimes well, I'm just tired. Yeah, I mean, but no guy is generally that tired to turn down a sexual advance from an attractive woman. The other thing that happens too, bud, is that when you get married, your testosterone levels drop, especially when you have a kid. It's it's they've they've seen this over and over and over and over again, right? In human studies. And they suspect it's because you go from being a high T hunter warrior, you know, banging as many chicks as you possibly can to now you have a kid. So you want to protect and provide for that kid. So nature lowers your testosterone levels so that you're more interested in protecting, providing and nurturing that child, you know, your offspring, your DNA, your name, your lineage, you know, so it's successful. So you might want to go to a doctor and check your endocrine system, see if your testosterone levels, your free testosterone, your DHT, your, your estradiol, like all of these things are in healthy ranges. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense as well. Perhaps it could be many factors. It could be porn involved. Uh, my T levels. I, How old I, are you? I still, I'm 31. It doesn't really start to go down until... 2530. So unless you've had a significant change in lifestyle or maybe just like a bit of a anomaly and your T levels have dropped, you know, dr dramatically for some reason, um, that could be part of it. Do you wake up in the morning with morning wood? Um, yes. Okay. So maybe it's not your T levels, but it's worth checking out anyway. You might have deficiencies in other areas in your blood labs, right? something else to Got consider it. yeah but if but if everything's healthy and she's hitting on you and you're not interested and you're in interested elsewhere look dude your option is to stay faithful and suck it up and raise that kid and stay married to her or you can have a conversation with her and just say look i love you I'm, I'm, i love the family i love you know our kid and i don't want to do anything to ruin that or damage it but i want to have some fun outside. I want to go and get some exercise elsewhere. I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. I'm not going to bring home a disease. I'm not going to be falling in love with anybody, taking anybody on a vacation. I'm just going to go and get some exercise. You just need to know that this is going to happen. The last thing you want to do is lie to her and misrepresent something because that will have greater consequences than being forthright about it. Got it. Okay. Okay, that, that uh, answered my question, and I think you point me in the right direction. All right, but I would start by going to a doctor and getting getting your blood labs checked and you know see if there's anything weird going on there.
Okay. Okay. All right, man. I, I will start. I will, I'll start there. Thank you so much, Rich. And stop touching porn too. Porn is just a huge waste of time. Thanks, Gabe. Got it. See you, bud. All right. Let me grab these super chats here and then we'll get to a few more callers. Uh, Greg, just $10 donation. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Viral Short says, Hey, Rich, I'm very curious why your name, why name your brand Entrepreneurs in Cars 2. Why did you? Oh, okay. So this is question one, two, and three. Um, so I named the channel Entrepreneurs in Cars May 23rd, uh, 2014. If you go to the channel and you sort the videos by oldest video, you'll see a, a video of me and my friend Brad Pedersen in his uh, Ram 1500 pickup truck. I did kind of like a try at making you know YouTube videos and interviewing my friends and their success rides. That was my strategy. Interview friends and their success rides. Make it a, a channel about entrepreneurship and cars. Those are my two passions. I'm still very passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm also very passionate about fast cars. Um, I just literally did all this work to my SUV and I have a stupid problem with modifying cars. That's just me. Um, so that's why I called the channel Entrepreneurs in Cars. And I thought about changing you know, the channel name a couple times. I'm really glad that I didn't um, because that channel, I really just make videos in my cars now um, about topics that people either sponsor requests on. And if you want to sponsor requests, you know, you can do that on my website at richcooper.ca. There's a link there on how to do it. Um, or topics that might be trending or something that I find interesting or maybe a lesson that's worth sharing. And I just stick the GoPro on the windshield and just, you know, chop up, chop it up. Second question, what did you do in business before you were uh, on 21 Studios and YouTube? I have no affiliation with uh, that company anymore and that goofball. Um, I ran a debt negotiation business, uh, the most successful debt negotiation business in Canada. Uh, to be exact, the business is still running. Uh, my brother takes care of it. Um, it's a 20 year old business. You can go look up total debt freedom. I've mentioned it several times. It's nothing that I hide. There's even a YouTube channel. Some of my oldest videos are like from 2010 ish or so. So well over 14, 15 years ago, you can go to the total debt freedom channel. You can see some of my oldest YouTube videos if you want. Uh, number three, what inspired you to give dating advice to men? Uh, one day there was a guy that asked a question in the comments and said, you should do a video on the kind of women not to date. Cause I was talking mostly about entrepreneurship, how we hire people, how you can use lawyers in your business and stuff like that. And I was reading the comments as one does when you've got a small channel and somebody said, I really trust your advice and you know, the opinions that you've given, could you do a video on the kind of women not to date? And I did, and that blew up. So clearly, um, that's why we're here today. And boom, that's that. So thank you for those questions and the super chats. Um, let's try Kiz again, see if he's got his audio working. You got your audio working, man? Still muted. Okay. Oh, okay. Says he's free in 15 minutes, so he's waiting to hop on. Uh, let's do Nate. Nate, what's up, buddy? We got hey, Rich. Minutes. How are you doing, man? Good. Hey, I just want to quickly give you a heartfelt thank you for all your content. Um, I've been following it. I read your book about a year and a half ago. I gave you a five-star yesterday on Amazon. So thanks for sticking appreciate to your guns. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sticking to your guns and just saying the truth when it's unpopular. Really appreciate it, man. Cool. Thanks. So my question is kind of odd. So... I don't color within the lines in life. Good. I've discovered some health level ups that let's just say you won't see on CNN. And there are doctors and in industries. Well, I'll just say like pharma and different industries don't want some of this information getting out. Mm -hmm. And I want to help 
people out, especially like my red pilled brothers, but I want to do it in an intelligent way. So my question is, well, first of all, do you know what I'm kind of driving at? Like there are certain things that industries and money do not want that are true and helpful, but they don't want getting yeah. out. Just, just a quick question. We've spoken before, right, Nate? I think you're in my community. Yes, sir. Okay. So you're the same, Nate. Okay. So, so go ahead and ask the question then. So my question is, um, like, for example, an uncle of mine is precancerous. Okay. And I've done research into certain diseases, I'll keep it broad, and that there are cures that are not well accepted within the medical community. Okay. Um, how could I do something like help help someone like that out, or maybe help some brothers I don't know as well out with different things in life? that are more controversial and that the system doesn't want to get out there. NDAs are one thing I've used in the yeah. past. Wanted to get your opinion. Um, this is a growing industry. I don't, I don't go to doctors for any kind of medical advice anymore. I've, I've, you know, I've seen enough and I've done enough and I know more about my own health than any doctor can possibly offer me at this stage. Um, I do have a clinic that I deal with and a guy that isn't a, MD, but he partnered with an MD. So the guy that he works with can script anything that's needed. Um, but he also takes a real approach to getting, you know, like real results to deal with any kind of deficiencies, looking at blood labs, administrating IVs that solve problems. He, he'll make recommendations and connections for, you know, if you have a problem, like if you have cancer, if you know somebody that has cancer, like he won't send you for chemotherapy. He'll connect you with a clinic that We'll do high dose vitamin C or some other, you know, unconventional sort of way to remedy um, medical issues. There's a really interesting interview. I think it's about 38 minutes long with Dana White and Gary Brecka, I think, on YouTube, where Dana White's talking about the same sort of thing. He's like, you know, he's, I don't know, what is he, 5'10 or something like that? And he was 236 or 240 pounds. He was, he was fat and out of shape and basically going to die pretty soon. And Gary Brecka fixed his health, um, you know, by modifying his diet and, you know, implementing a lot of strategies that most people don't think about because doctors want you prescribed on drugs. I don't know what pharma is paying them. I don't know what that connection looks like, but it's clear to me that most doctors don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And there's loads and loads of people that are on all kinds of you know prescriptions and drugs and things that really they probably don't need to be on them if they were to make some lifestyle choices. I know what you do for a living and I know, you know, what your angle is and I love what you do and I love the conversations that you have, but you can do things like this on YouTube or rumble or other platforms and, you know, dispense know-how knowledge advice, you know, stuff like this for people that are looking for it, but it exists out there. Like if you go asking around, you can find it, right? I mean, like anybody in my community that would ask me about a remedy for something and, you know, they needed help and I would connect them with one of my, people you know so yeah it's not like it's not out there it's just not out there in the public because you know like you saw what happened with the scamdemic you know when people said well I, you know i don't know if i want to take this experimental thing mm -hmm. here and you know what i don't know what was it 70 like 73 72 percent of the world's population like lined up and some of them under protest because they had to do it because their employer threatened to fire them but they had to do it anyway but a lot of people took that right and yeah there was a counter narrative that said otherwise or said, Hey, maybe you might want to ask some questions. They started censoring. Like I, d I have one community strike on my uh, channel 
because I had Dr. Peter McCullough on for an interview when we were talking about his experience as a cardiologist. This was a few months after he was on Joe Rogan, by the way. So George Gammon introduced me to him and he said, hey, I'm going to have him on my channel. You know, do you want me to do an intro? I said, I'd love to talk to him. I had him on my channel. The video was up for like, I don't know, 19 hours. And then they took it down and I got a community strike for misinformation. The most fucking researched cardiologist on the fucking planet. Yeah, yeah. Time to have a conversation about his experience, you know, with cardiovascular health and taking experimental jabs. And the video got taken down because that's how the world works, right? So it's like, you know, they're not going to amplify this. They're not going to want it to get out there. It's just one of those things that's like, I would just draw a perimeter around the people that you love and you care about, Nate, and help them as best as you can um, and not worry so much about what happens on the outside. Because most of these people, when they hear what you're going to tell them, they're going to be like, oh, you're crazy. You're absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, what's the matter with you? It's like, you know, smart people look like crazy people to stupid people, right? Yep. I, I think you see where I'm driving at. And what I'm no, I know what you're talking about. about. I just don't think it's worth it, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, like, the people that you know, like, and trust that love you and, you know, you have them on the inside, you know, you help them out and you do the best that you can to offer your guidance and advice. And dude, like even then, a lot of your family members and friends will still look at you like you're crazy. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I just kind of like, I had this fear of getting in trouble. Like I could say something that got, you know, somehow got into someone's hands who is very financially powerful and connected and could hurt me. And I just don't want that to happen. And I want yeah. to be smart about it. But I mean, there's lots of clinics out there now that actually do this and specialize in alternative therapies for common diseases and stuff like that. Like, you know, the notion of people having, you know, like so many people having diabetes, it's just mismanagement of your diet and lifestyle, right? Like there's no need for insulin and all this other bullshit that goes on today. Like for the most part, the vast majority of people could vastly improve their life and their, and their health by just losing weight, by eating better and moving more. Yeah, exactly. My final thing before I get off here is, do you think it would be intelligent to float some of these ideas within maybe a real red pilled community? Because like these things help me. You have me. access to one, man. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely okay. use it and, you know, share some of those experiences and stories like, um, yeah. Okay. So that all makes sense. I really appreciate it, Rich. All right, man. Thanks. Take care. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. Yeah, man. I didn't even go to the doctor when I broke my nose. <laughs> Look, man, if I broke up like my bones or I broke my legs or something, then I would go to the doctor. Yeah. I mean, when I had appendicitis, I would go to the doctor, right? Like those are the things that you want to go to doctors for, but it's like, I feel depressed or I'm too heavy. Can, like, what do I do? It's like move more, eat better. Like the vast majority of your problems can be solved by moving more, eating better and going to the fucking gym, picking up heavy shit, putting it down joining a dojo, learning how to fight. That's what, you know, it works, right? Um, that floppy noodle. All right, let's give that floppy noodle a shot here. I got to pull this off the screen and boom, there you go. What's up, man? What can I do for you tonight? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Uh, just a quick question. You mentioned earlier about a um, mediator release test, but MRT, I couldn't yeah. find... I couldn't find the um, stream where you explained like where you got yours from, who you talked okay, to. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So MRT, it's so if you Google MRT leap, um, it's like the top result. 
Um, it's a lab in Florida. I don't have mine here on my other desk. It's in the other room. I was talking to a friend about it, about it today because he was coaching me on the uh, diet. Um, it's about a thousand dollar test. Your doctor won't know anything about it. Most uh, blood labs don't do it. Like here in Canada, we've got Life Labs and Dynacare. Uh, Dynacare has a food a food sensitivity test. I did that. That was three hundred bucks, but it's not it's not very accurate. The Leap MRT test is far more accurate. You're going to need to find a healthcare practitioner that knows about these sorts of things. You can probably contact them. They probably have like a list of people on their website that can draw the blood and send it into their labs. So the way that my guy did it was um, I go in for an IV, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. depending on what's in the bag, uh, before they connect the bag, his nurse will put the IV in and she'll put a uh, syringe into the, um, I don't know what you call that thing, but she'll draw Catheter. out, yeah, a bunch of uh, vials of blood. He puts it in the styrofoam package in, and then, you know, like UPS picks it up and, you know, gets shipped, shipped down to Florida. And three days later, I had the lab results back. Um, so... I think if you contact MRT Leap um, and ask them if they can recommend a clinic or somebody in your area, then you can get that test done as well. Okay, cool. And then that will tell you exactly, you know, like what foods cause inflammation in your body. So, you know, if you took a take a look at your C reactive protein, so if you have a high CRP, you got a lot of inflammation in your body. Um, you might also want to look at things like homocysteine. Um, and other markers as well, but usually CRP is a main one. So if you have high inflammation, it's probably worth doing that blood lab test and then uh, changing your diet so that you're eating low inflammatory foods because it really does mm -hmm. make a big improvement, right? Like everything improves when you get as much inflammation out of your body as possible. All disease in your body, the root cause of it is mostly inflammation. I've talked to a lot of people about this and the answers are always the same. Uh, if you've got... If you're living in an inflamed state, you're not going to be healthy. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that's... you know, you see all this stuff on social media and podcast interviews and, you know, people will be like, you know, have avocado or have more olive oil or have, you know, this and, you know, eat meat and f salmon and like they'll tell you to eat all this shit. But if you're eating stuff that causes inflammation in your body because your gut reacts to it in a negative way. Sure, maybe mm -hmm. avocado is healthy for a whole bunch of people, but there's certain foods on the list that you hear recommended all the time that cause inflammation in my body that I stay away from now, right? So it's just just one of those things that I just figured out. All right, that makes sense. Cool. Thanks right, for man. everything you do. Thank I you. Appreciate your content. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, let me grab the super chat here. When will the new unplugged alpha book be available as an audio book? It's already been recorded. Uh, the second, the second edition has already been recorded. We did it in November. Uh, my editor, I'll bug him again. Um, it should be, should be out pretty soon. He's, he's gotta be close to done with it. Um, I can't see it taking him much longer, but he's dude, he's such a perfectionist. Like he'll watch my podcast and be like, Rich, you got to change your audio levels and maybe you might want to put some things up on the wall. Like literally when we're doing the audio audio recording, he flew in here from England to do all this. We turned my entire station over here in this microphone because he had this high tech, I don't know, recording box thing that he plugged in the mic where it fucking pillows all over here and uh, towels and stuff to sort of eat up the sound. So the quality will be a lot better than the first edition audiobook. The second edition audiobook will be, I'm expecting it to be perfect because he's fastidious about that. So 
you can look forward to that hopefully um again guys if you want to call in and ask a question the link is in the live chat uh hit it join in you can ask me anything you want and uh you know whatever you want let's dive into it priority is is, is still super chats call-ins and then i'll go to the regular uh chat and i've got enough call-ins right now i'm probably not going to get to the regular chat so either super chat your question or uh, do a uh, call-in uh i got Wahlberger in the house what's up man hey rich how you doing good what's crackalacking I just wanted to, um, uh, you know, there's some guys that come on here and, and uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to state that, that they really follow what you say. Um, just kind of a testimonial in regards to following some of your stuff. Because mm-hmm. when I was back at the beginning of COVID, which you've touched on here recently, I was in some real dire straits. Like I was just out of a relationship, um, you know, had had multiple kids and a child of our own. Uh, that were together and I was really in a tough spot but the fact of the matter is that listening to what you say and going full tilt forward with it because you know the truth when you hear it and what you say is the truth Um, and I've got a saying that is uh, it's better to have to pull on the reins than put a foot in the ass so so listen to what you have to say and go at it strong because it's paid off so much for me um, since COVID and, and all in all, I mean, I'm almost 50. So that period of time between 2019 and 2023, following what you have to say and going full tilt with it without questioning has changed a hell of a lot. Good. So just want to let people know, you know, don't you know, go with it, go strong, man. And, uh, you're giving great advice and it's going to pay off. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right, brother. All right. Have a good night. Uh, let's go to Schmo, Schmo. I don't know. We'll try Schmo. Schmo. Hi. Hello. How are you? What's up, man? Um, so I've, I've lived a pretty unconventional life. Um, I'm 46. Um, I've been most of the the past 20 years. I was in the cannabis, uh, uh, I was in the cannabis industry before it was legal. Mm-hmm. And um, and I kind of phased. I've have, I have a couple of children now, uh, with a very difficult woman. That's another story. Um, but like, if I'm at a point in my life where like I feel I need to reinvent myself um, at this later stage of life, um, something I probably should have been more responsible about earlier. Uh, Forty six. Okay. Um, so, what would you recommend uh, or what kind of guidance would you give someone um, starting over at this late uh, stage of life while having I have two young children, a two-year-old and a six-year-old almost? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have some savings, um, and uh, but yeah, I'm just trying. I have what's like, the goal here? And right? I, Again, I'm going to ask you a up? question that I asked earlier. I can produce a magic wand and wave it to solve your problem. What does that look like? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I would like, I like the, well, um, I have good cash flow income. Um, are you like asking specifically from what? No, I'm asking you what the question is. So I'm trying to get some clarity on what you need help. Uh, I mean, if I, if you had a magic wand, um, I, I, one, it would be having my children's mother, uh, behave well, be well behaved. 
Um, you and then live also, together? Are you married? Uh, you we live do together? live together. We're not married, um, okay. but we do live together on the edge. Like we, we don't get along very well. What kind um, of problems you with her? Well, <clears throat> I was the provider. For, I mean, it's kind of I was the provider, ninety percent of the provider for the past ten years. We've been together for about ten years, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of phased out of the industry I was involved in two years ago. And I basically have very little income. I have some. I also she's threatened me in all kinds of ways in the past, like with police. With um, I don't trust her one hundred percent, so I don't tell her all of my financials or I have like a couple investments and stuff like that. So, so oh, and she just became a nurse. She became financially semi independent as of about a year ago. She's now a nurse, so she makes like okay money like around a hundred thousand or something like that so she feels she doesn't depend on me i'm a loser um and uh what am i doing with myself i'm almost 50 and i'm taking care of our kids a lot like i basically like while she was in nursing school i was like taking care of the kids all this i'm like mr mom half i'm kind of like a mr mom it's it's also hard to read um, not, I just have like, uh, I have a couple of investments that are accruing interest, but, um, not real. No, that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm unemployed. I'm trying to reinvent myself. I was in an industry. I don't have like, I didn't go to school and get degrees. I just like, I was in the cannabis industry for 20 years before that. I was a floating around hippie, uh, traveling the world. So when you and, say I mean, you're in the cannabis industry, what did, industry. You, did you grow? Did you sell it? Like what? Did everything. You okay. Everything. But I had some bad experiences. I, no, I don't anymore. I, I got robbed. I had some bad experiences. I did. I do have a cushion, not a huge cushion, but a, an okay cushion. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I've had some. I had some. I mean, I did. I, I lived well for a while, but um, I didn't build up as much as I should have. So like I'm like okay. Here's what, here's what your yeah. problem is with the relationship is she's turned you into a housewife. You know, she did. She did. She did. So so she's gone off to work. She got her education. She's a nurse. She's surrounded by all these strong, independent women now, and they're all telling her, "Schmo's a loser. He's a bum. He's a stoner." But guess what? <laughs> You're the guy that probably put her through school. Helped I did. Her. You're taking <laughs> care of raising the kids right now. She doesn't respect you. Right. And she does not. Right. Women have a very difficult time dealing with a guy on a long term basis if she can't look up to him. Because that's what hypergamy is. You know, a guy earlier asked, What's hypergamy? She's got to be able to look up to you. And because she's gone now and she's in the workforce and making what she considers good money, she doesn't need you. She doesn't need you. But here's the good thing because she's making the money and and you're taking care of the kids. How old are the kids? Uh, two and six. Two and six. So they're still super young. You're doing yeah. all of the parenting. She's doing. I'm not doing all the parenting. She does. I'm not doing all it. the parenting. I did. I did more than half. Now I'm still doing a little bit more than half because now she, she works three twelve-hour shifts. She also teaches a little bit in the call. Co- co- I, I do a little more than half. Okay. But it's Hearing like all the- so. So she's going to work and she's resenting you for being stay-at-home, Mister Mom. Right. Yeah. Even though, you know, you're doing something useful. I always find it's interesting that men are very happy and willing to go to work and, you know, retire their wives and get their nails done and do their beauty work. And 
give them a fucking allowance and a Range Rover and all this shit. But when guys yeah. stay home, they hate it. They legit. Well, I'm still, I'm still it. paying half the bills. Still, yeah. I was paying all the bills. Now I'm still paying half, like with my savings. I'm yeah, still, but she's, she's got the income. She, you know, she she's does. the one with the job. She's a licensed professional. And again, remember, but, she's yeah. working amongst women who are all in her ears, telling her the exact same thing. Schmo's a loser. Why are you with him? How do you get rid of this guy? I guarantee you, there's conversations going on as we speak yeah. this this week about yeah. how do I how do I get away from this guy, right? So she's, <laughs> I so mean, she's, she, she's been asking, she's been asking me to move out and I'm like, and I, I started, I was like, okay, I'm moving out. I mean, I, she, I think she does yeah, for real have kids with you. Yeah, but she won't let me do that. And stay in the house. I mean, if you want to be a kid in your life, if you want to raise yeah. children, if you want to have some influence on them, then stay in the house. And, but, gotta, but, but my other, my other, ahead of you, my friend. My other big question was, what, like, I want now. I'm 47 years, 46 years old. How? Do, what would you do if you were like, you're a rich Cooper, you don't have a a business at the moment, you don't have all these degrees or whatever, you know, you don't want to do the cannabis industry anymore. Like, how would you? Re you have some capital. How would you reinvent yourself at this point in life? Well, you can watch the entire thing unfold if you go back to my very first video from May 23rd, 2014 on the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel because okay. it's, it's been fully documented there for over nine years now. So that's how I reinvented myself from the debt settlement industry, uh, running one of the most successful companies in Canada. But you had a lot of money probably when you – you probably had a lot of money. Like Look, the, uh, money, money isn't that hard to make. Time yeah. is more valuable than money because time runs out. I mean, we all die. Okay, so May twenty third episode. Which year am I looking for? Uh, just, just go to the channel and then sort the okay. videos by oldest videos. And oh, the can, oldest one. Yeah, and then there's there's fifteen hundred videos, so you can watch the entire evolution of me unfold. If you got nothing to do for like weeks straight, you can watch all those videos back to back <laughs> and watch how okay. I evolved from that time. Right. Okay. But what I would look at is. What do you like doing? What are you yeah. good at? Sorry, let me clarify. Yeah. What do you love doing? What are you yeah. really good at doing? And it yeah. also makes money. And I would turn that into a business. It's tricky to make money. Like, because there's things I like doing. Well, I mean, you figured a lot out how to things... make money off weed when it was illegal. I did. I was really good at I was really good at networking and like having people trust me. And uh, you know, there is like a whole I mean, I heard Elon Musk said that like a drug dealer is more uh, has more more knowledge of running a business than like someone who went to school or whatever. So like, I don't know they if that's have, true. They have real world experience. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but it's but it's acting on it, right? So so I mean, if you're sitting around getting stoned, like, do you still smoke weed a lot? I don't smoke weed at all. Actually, I've never been a stoner. Just, okay. Even though I was in the industry, I was growing it and everything. I was never a stoner. Okay, cool. So just just. Figure out, again, what you love doing, what you're good at, and what makes you money. And then double down on what will work for you there. Go and, go and create your own business. I mean, dude, she's at work bringing home the bacon. And as far as you're concerned she's right now. Not, she's, she's not. She's bringing home half the bacon. She will not. She will not right, but you're living off your savings, wants, though. Yeah. So I'm bleeding half my savings every yeah. month. I mean, right. half of 
are you yeah. are you living off the interest off your savings or are you living off no the i'm going i'm eating beyond the i'm going beyond the interest like okay, I, so, I, yeah. so how many months or years do you have left in runway no i mean I, I probably i probably could go another four years okay well that'll run out in four years and then what do you do that i know i know i know it could run out quicker too yeah. <laughs> but, but, so but I mean, um yeah you so basically but, got yeah three or four years to figure something out while yeah. chirping you, calling you a bum, making fun of you, telling you to move out. But she is very, I wonder if I, sh like, she is very, she's become very abusive. Like, um, it's where, because she where, doesn't respect you. See, I know, but I can't get her before, to dude, the, the, the countdown to the end of a relationship is contempt. As soon as a woman shows contempt for you, like she yeah. despises you, she insults you. She's doing all of these things, and the frequency of the contempt and the volume of the contempt has a bearing on the countdown of the end of the relationship. Do you guys yeah. still bang? Uh, I mean, uh, we not consistent enough. We had like where there's a like a three months ago I was gonna move out. I was like, okay, I'm moving out. Fine, see you later. Mm. And then she switched, and then we saw that was going on. Then there was banging going on, and then she turned into a bitch like three weeks later again. She okay. didn't last. Like, so she still she's has she like, a way uh, out. She's looking for a way out, dude. Like you, like at the but end. But I, of the I day, was leaving. She was looking for a way out. I said, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. See you later. I'm moving out. And then she was like, actually, no. She changed her mind. And um, so I mean, Did you do something freaky in the bedroom that night. Not particularly. Like we we are we're like kind of like vanilla so, plus. Hear me out here, dude. This yeah. the 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 clock is counting down to the end of the relationship. I think you already know that. It is incumbent I, upon men to make something out of themselves, right? It yeah. is our job to put some sort of a dent in the universe and 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 chase some form of excellence. Now, yeah. you don't do this for her. You don't do this to do impress her. You do it for yeah. you. As a consequence yeah. of that, a woman or women will be attracted to you. It may be her. It may be other women. Okay. It feels like it takes a minute to put a dent in the universe. You know, I was when she met me. I was doing. Minute, I was making good money, and I like. Wait, she, oh, she's a, stop! Stop! I, stop! Stop! Yeah. Cutting me off. Let me finish what I'm. I'm oh, sorry. About. Okay, I apologize. Okay. Yeah. Of course, yeah. it takes more than a minute to be successful. <laughs> every every overnight success, I'm doing that in quotations, is like yeah. a ten year time frame. Again, yeah. you know, like my entire YouTube channel on entrepreneurs and cars is documented almost over ten years, just just over nine and a half years now. The ten year anniversary will be May next year. Okay, mm -hmm. that 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 success, that overnight success, took fifteen hundred uploaded videos. Plus the other 3,000 that I probably never uploaded because I didn't like them or I thought they were shit or I didn't like the message or the editing sucked or something with a computer crash when I was doing something, right? There's yeah. all that work that went into it, right? So yeah, it's going to take more than a minute to find that next big thing for you. But yeah. you've done this before. You know how yeah. to do things. You know how to be successful. You know how to do the work. Stop worrying about what she thinks about you. Stop listening to her bullshit about get out of the house, you're a bum, any of that stuff. Fuck all that. Find yeah. out what it is that you love doing, that you're good at doing, and that it makes money, and then go and do that shit. Yeah, okay. And yeah, if, I appreciate that. And if she wants Thank to you. stick around, and if she wants to be a compliment to your life, and she, she wants to be friendly, you know, all of those things, then keep her around. But I think it's going to say... 
But yeah, I don't, I don't know if she's going to have the patience to wait till I put, you know, probably like won't. she probably won't probably won't already formed this opinion of you in her mind, her colleagues, yeah. her, her council of women, yeah. her colleagues have already helped her form this opinion of you. She's looking for a way out. The clock is ticking down to the end of this. So as a side note, before I let you go, you need yeah. to prepare for that. You need to understand that, that this is not going to be a fun or easy ride. In fact, I'm going to mention this here right now, man. 200 bucks. Yeah. Go and grab my divorce course. It's on my website. Oh, you have a divorce course. Okay. I'm not married, though. Uh, but, I mean, thanks it to people like you. It doesn't matter because, because you're living in a way that looks like married to the state. Where do you live? What uh, province? I live in California. At? Actually, in California, I looked into it. You have to register as a, uh, what is it called? Domestic partnership. I'm not registered with the state. So technically, okay, I don't think have so. obligation Sorry, to the children. Yeah, so and like maybe there's no alimony, can't. there's nothing like that, but there's still obligations there. Oh, there are. I think if anything, I could probably get money out of her than her out of me. Because like my could. money you is hard to could. trace. Hers is that's, easy. That's why she's trying to get you out of the house and tell you to get lost because she knows that she would have to give you money. She's I mean, I don't want her money. I don't want her money, but I probably could get some. <laughs> right. Well, that's yeah. a bargaining chip. Grab my course on divorce. It's not specific okay. to getting divorce. What it's about uh -huh. is it's about the mindset of how she's operating and what she's thinking about right now. And yeah. How to manage that. Okay? okay. I'm going to let you go. Yeah, thank you so much. Right. I appreciate right. it. Have a great day. Guys, this is what happens when contempt. Contempt is the countdown to the end of a relationship. Contempt is always the countdown to the end of a relationship. Know this. Look for the signs of it. Prepare for it. If she's talking about getting you the fuck out of the house and leaving and, you know, insulting you and stuff like that, um, you need to plan for that, especially if you have kids. You might be in a place where it's common law and you have to deal with division of assets. You may be in a place where there's no division of assets because you never got married, but there's still children involved. You still have to deal with the planning of the untying of the knot. However tight that knot is, however big the knot is, you still have to plan with the untying of the knot. Get the course on divorce. It's on my website, richcooper.ca. The link to all the courses are, is, is there. The information is well-organized and extremely valuable in planning your exit. Because you may not exit, but you at least need to know what the fuck she's doing and what she's thinking about so you can see the signs of what's up. Otherwise, you may never see those kids again, depending on how she, you know, plans the next months or years ahead of you. Um, all right, let's go to LD. I think he was waiting next. LD, what's up? Hey, Rich, how's it going? Good. What do you got for me tonight, man? Yeah, I had a question just um, a little bit about just your the, the elf philosophy on like the easy aspect of when you're starting a business. Yeah. And I wanted to get your take just on your your path, um, just on like what you're doing now versus what got you to where you're at now. And uh, I don't know, there, there's I'm, I'm just kind of wondering whether or not it's right. You know, I'm, I'm raising some boys of my own and just trying to teach them as well and just wondered whether or not you felt like the path that you chose when you were doing your debt settlement business was, mm -hmm. was along the lines of your elf 
process or whether or not it was a really difficult no. thing that got you to where so, you are and now you're in a spot yeah. to do that? So the School of Entrepreneurship is it's my flagship course. I open it for enrollment and then when the enrollment period uh, ends and it closes until the next period. Um, it's, it's aggregated information of everything that I've learned over the last 20 odd years of being in business. I didn't, I, I had no idea what a easy, fun or lucrative business looked like when I set up my debt settlement business. I came from the corporate world. I saw an opportunity to, uh, solve people's money problems by settling the debt and charging a fee for it. And I got office space, I got computers, I got phone lines, I hired employees, I put systems in place, I marketed, I did all that shit. I did all the conventional stuff, but I also learned along the way that there's other ways to run businesses uh, that are more profitable, that are easier, that eliminate certain things that I found to be a tremendous headache. Um, you know, so I always find it entertaining when people are like, oh, why should I pay for this course? I can get all this shit for free on the internet. Good, go find it. Because it took me 20 years to put it all together. So that's how I got to where I am today and how I aggregated all the information. It's from going to all these events, the learning events, my coaches, my experiences, the books that I read, sitting in business forums for not even hours, days or a week, but like literally probably years now at this point where I've sat in private meetings with other entrepreneurs dealing with their business problems and, and cooking up you know, solutions with them. So it's a long road to get to that point. Um, is your question about how to create a business along that line of thinking or uh, what was it? I no, it's, sure it's, what it's, there. it's, it's, it's more so just out the gates, um, looking for something, something that's easy versus like, just kind of like leaning into, you know, learning and expertise by maybe even a more difficult process to then get you to a point later where you explore the easy path. I'm just, I'm thinking about, well, it's a process of elimination. Like, again, you know, I was talking to the other guy earlier, um, you know, the three areas need need to meet. You love doing it. You're really good at doing it. And it makes money. So if you love doing it and you're good at it, but it doesn't make money, you just have a hobby. Right. Like I love tinkering around with bonsai trees. I'm really good at it, too. But I don't know how to make a lot of money off it. So I don't turn it into a business. It's just a hobby for me. Right. So um that for me would be easy, but it just wouldn't be a highly profitable business. It would just be something that would just cook up my time and I maybe make a little bit of money at it sort of thing. Um, so there's a long path to it. Like the course material is like nine hours, right? Like that's why I put it all in a course so you can kind of go through it and understand everything from A to Z sort of stuff. So for me to sort of explain it all right now is it doesn't really make sense. It would take nine hours. So just buy the course yeah. and it's open for sale next time. Yeah. 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 I, I guess to, to try and reframe the question, I guess, do you think you'd be further ahead if you would have cho chosen kind of an easy, yes. you know, if, if you would have, it, it's, it's the, it's the cheat codes to running a good profitable business, you know, is okay. what it is. Like I wouldn't have dealt with any of the bullshit that like, you know, I'll give you an example. So I share a lot of personal stories in the course material. Um, so Here's one of them. Like one of the problems that I ran into in my debt negotiation business is I structured the business in such a way that it deals with people's financial problems. People's financial problems are highly regulated by the government, right? So if you do anything like with nutraceutical, like for example, this supplement line here that has my branding on it, I didn't invent the bottles. I didn't invent the ingredients. I don't source the ingredients. It's white labeled. 
right? So like it's the same one that a lot of other big names use, but it puts my label on it. It's a high quality ingredient and it's already passed all the FDA requirements. If I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with something like this, I could end up in jail for selling something that could make people sick, for example. But everything's already passed all the regulations. It's already been done that way. So whenever you do something in business that deals with things like financial matters, credit, debt, uh, investments, uh, you know, nutraceuticals, like, you know, you hold out to the public that it's going to uh, grow, you know, grow muscle. If you take like an amino acid or a protein supplement, you know, for example, um, if you do anything in that area, it's highly, highly regulated. So what ended up happening was it was a new industry that wasn't highly regulated yet that was up and coming. There was a lot of at the time uh, because the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar was on par. U.S. players that did shitty things down in the States said, oh, we've been shut down here by the attorney general. So looks like the dollar is on par. Let's just say the exact same thing that got us shut down in all these states of the U.S. and Canada. And they started buying ad space and, and over-promising and under-delivering, which then got the regulators involved and just fucking, they basically crushed the industry, right? And that for me was like three years of hell. And I could have avoided all of that bullshit if I did not get involved in a space that dealt with people's financial matters. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, you can you can be the architect of the business that you want to run by being clever about structuring, you know, the business that you want to run. It's like, you know, when a guy builds a house that knows what he's doing, he does the land surveys, he makes sure the foundations, you know, poured properly, it's on a good solid, um, you know, type of surface, like, I'm guessing, like, I don't build houses, so I'm guessing, like, swampland's obviously bad for that because it'll probably sink in it, right? So, like, they do all the right things to lay the groundwork to build the rest of the structure on top of it. That's basically what the School of Entrepreneurship is. It's like, contemplate all of these things when you build the foundation because once you start building on it, you're kind of, like, overly invested. You know what I mean? Like, you've already spent months, years, maybe even decades in building something that could be built more structurally sound, you know, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That makes sense. Does that make yeah, sense? That, yep. That answers. Yep, yeah. That answers. All right, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, bud. Thanks. All right. Uh, well, that, that, that time frame flew by really quick, guys. That's like an hour and 25 minutes, and I got loads of guys here waiting to come in. Uh, I'm going to do one more with uh, Cowboy here because, uh, you know, he's in my group, so I want to take some time for the boys. What's up, Cowboy? How you doing, sir? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, we got 390 people listening when I clicked on the stream yard and you only had 85 likes. Come uh, on, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't take anything to like the video. It's you know, an algorithmic the, thing. The, the courses, I've done the School of Entrepreneurship. I'm part of the 10%. Uh, you were talking about the C-suite jobs. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys, Justin, from our group came out, killed his first deer. He'd never been hunting before. He walked away with 60 pounds of deer. It was an epic time. Uh, his brother is one of uh, the local restaurants here in St. Louis uh, is a chef and he got to try some of our processing. And I just don't think a lot of these guys really understand the value that they get by joining one of the groups, the 10%, the 1%, the school entrepreneurship. Uh, I went through a divorce. I did not do the divorce group. But uh, I, I just wanted to throw a shout out there as being a member of the groups that these guys, the benefit that they can get from it. Uh, Justin just bought a uh, Porsche. I want to say it's like a 713. Mm -hmm. uh, 
took 718 your spider yeah 718 spider yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> he pulled it cowboy country ass i live out on a gravel road he pulled that up on the gravel road and he's like dude i knew you lived on a gravel road i didn't think about it till i got there but uh mm -hmm. he's in the uh, tech industry he makes great money great dude we had a blast uh chris from chicago we've had a meetup uh, i i just wanted to throw this out there for all the people listening that the the value that you get out of being a part of this community yeah so well i appreciate it man it's it's um you know it's always good to get kind words from people that have like dove in and taken the plunge because i don't really sell it like some people are real hard sellers like buy this buy this buy this and join my it's like I barely even mention it. It's like, look, if you want to come, come. If you don't, fuck off. I don't care. Yeah, and, right? and that's why you charge is to keep good men in there and yeah. keep the crap out. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think the best starting place, you know, Cowboys Point is just just go to my website, richcooper.ca. And if anything resonates or you're interested in, you know, you want to surround yourself with better men, I got that. You know, you want to take a look at some course material on what entrepreneurship looks like or anything else. I got that. So start there best place to actually start is probably my book. And after you read it, please go to Amazon and say thank you and give it five stars and, you know, drop a couple of kind words, to let people know that you got some value out of it. Um, but yeah, we like we do cool shit all the time. Like the past weekend, I drove down to, um, he's been on the general show loads of times. Uh, I think he uses the avatar. I'm not using his real name, but uh, 50 shades of green. He's the Irish yes. guy, right? Irish you know, yeah. Yeah. So we went down to Philly and, um, you know, we had a fucking great time. Uh, you know, we had the gals down there with us and, uh, you know, it's just like three days of fun, man. Um, you know, we get together in large groups. We got a Algonquin trip in, uh, May. Uh, we got our forum in January. That's pretty much sold out. It's in the ticker below, but there's still a few tickets left over. You can get that off the website as well. Uh, it's a two day event in Toronto. It's not a conference. It's a forum. Um, but there'll be some great talks, fireside chats, a lot of really interesting people there. Um, there's some really, really interesting people in there. Actually, I'm not going to give away all the details, but who's going to be there? What are you going to talk about? If you like my content and you're already on the inside, just trust me, grab a ticket. You're not going to be disappointed. It's fucking cheap. Yeah, all right. Well worth the value. Well worth the value. Thanks, man. And hey, look, I, you know, you extended the invite to come down and, you know, do some hunting. I hope to meet up with you and do it next year. Like my, you know, the closest I did was shooting some pigs in Texas earlier this year, but you yeah. really can't eat those things. Like they're nasty. So I make good pork sausage. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to touch these ones, man. The guys on the uh, ranch said these things have like all kinds of nasty viruses and bacteria and worms and shit in them and whatever else. But uh, yeah, some deer, some elk sounds uh, good to me. So maybe next season. All righty, sir. Thanks, buddy. All right. Um, I think we'll wrap it up on that note. We did a good 90 minutes. Oh, there's just another super chat here. Let me get this. Uh, Dumbledore. Nice try, Rich. But that guy is toast. She will eat him alive in California. Family court. Dead man walking. Not necessarily. Like he said, uh, she doesn't know about his income. He's been so much evasive and uh, quiet about it. She has a steady job. That's why she's trying to get him out of the house because she knows that she has an advantage if, you, if she can get him to walk. Pay attention when I talk, guys. Okay, you like I appreciate the super chat, but pay attention when I talk. I kind of know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, I'll leave it at that note. I'll leave all the pin shit in the top comment. And um got a ladies' night on uh so what's up coming? We got a ladies' night this Wednesday, 8 p.m. 
Uh, I believe Moff will do a show on Thursday and we'll probably start to resume the general stuff uh, this Saturday again. I was talking to Moff about it the, the other day and uh, yeah, the uh, Saturday morning sort of like boys chopping it up thing will probably start uh, kicking back off again now that we got a little bit more time. So again, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the uh, all Q&A show tonight. Leave some comments below for all the algorithmic uh, good stuff on the YouTubes and uh, you guys have an awesome night and peace out.